This is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast, Episode 10. Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey y'all, super excited about this episode, just like I'm excited about every other episode. But today's episode is with my very dear friend, Noelle Fontes. Noelle and I go way back when we both worked in corporate at Newman Marcus together in the buying offices. She, I mean, if you know Noelle, you know like there's no one else like Noelle out there. And when we met, so she's a couple years older than me. So I actually learned a lot from her in terms of like life and confidence because I was just 22, 23. I was young and, you know, navigating the dating world in Dallas, friendships, all of that. And Noelle really taught me how to stay true to myself. And, you know, even with fashion, I still to this day, if I have an outfit on and before I leave the house, I'm like, ooh, I mean, is someone going to think this is weird? I just remember how Noelle always told me that if you feel good in it, wear it. Who cares what anyone else thinks? And you know what? Every single time I've followed her advice and just worn it, I get so many compliments on those outfits. Because, you know, it's me, it's unique, it's different. And so I think we could all use a little Noelle in our lives. So enjoy the episode. So I'm here today with my friend Noelle. Noelle and I go back to our fashion days working in the buying offices at Newman Marcus. So thank you, Noelle, for joining me today. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So Noelle is the blogger behind Uptown Mom. She's a mommy blogger in Dallas. And if you even honestly, if you don't even have kids and you're trying to figure out what to do in Dallas, if you go like she has this entire city covered. So Uh, Noelle, (laughs) Noelle, how often are you out and about in Dallas? Just experiencing what the city has to offer? Well, I really try to get out as often as possible. I really do. And I used to, you know, I almost called my blog the FOMO mom or something like that, because I genuinely think I have like the worst case of FOMO. (laughs) And I've I've known for like never turning down an invitation. Mm -hmm. Like if it's something weird or different, like I'm all about it. But actually, as I have gotten a little bit older, and kind of learn and experience and becoming a mom, I've kind of learned actually the art of, of saying no a little bit more often and making it more purposeful, like when it benefits my blog or like benefits my life rather than just saying yes, just so I don't miss out. And then sometimes it not benefiting my life, mm-hmm. you know? Do you feel like yeah. the saying no has made things less stressful as a mom? so that you have more time yes. in your day? I think it's made it less stressful for me as a person because I'm kind of like a do, 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 and I realize mm-hmm. not everybody is that way, and I just kind of have to do and say yes to things that I genuinely feel compelled to do, and I have to 
you know, say like, it's okay if I miss out on something, especially if I, you know, if it's not something I fully wholeheartedly like really want to go to, it's just a fact of missing out on. Yeah. So yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten better and you know, it's like a more settling feeling sometimes to say no to things. Do you still feel that FOMO if you do say no, or does it just feel good? It depends. I'm getting better at it. You know, like one, one thing I'm having, you know, I used to say like, for instance, kids birthday parties. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Being a mommy blogger and having just like friends and, and I love birthday parties, but I'm realizing kids birthday parties sometimes are kind of a drag. And <laughs> even though I love birthday parties, I'm kind of having, if I'm like, I don't even know this kid. And if some, I've had, I've had weekend, I've had a Saturdays, I've had five birthday parties. And dang oh it, gosh. it's like a challenge. And I'll try to make it to all five parties. But, you know, it was kind of becoming a strain. And you need to buy presents for all the kids and, you know, all these things and trying to time it out. And we're all over the place. Like, we are all over the DFW. It's not just, like, neighborhood kids. Right. Um, oh, my so, gosh. So, yeah, I've had to kind of just say, you know, that person didn't come to my kid's birthday or, you know, whatever. <laughs> and I have to kind of just accept it and be okay with like, I'm not going to make it to that. And you know yeah. what? It, it, it's okay because I'm not like the, the stress of not going to that is, even though I'm, I'm sad to miss it, it's like it, it makes me feel better right. to, to take that time and to not stress myself out. Because I have just, man, as I've gotten older, 32, just turned 32 a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't feel super old, but I am starting to, to be on the decline, believe it or not. <laughs> like with like my, you know, just like my looks and everything. And I'm, oh. I'm just realizing, man, and when you see your kids growing so fast. Right. And everything is just going so fast. And I'm like, all of a sudden it's 2018. And I'm just like, man, life is short. It really is. And yeah. you just have to like enjoy, enjoy it and, and make the most of the short time that you do have with your kids and with your family. And for that matter, not to go on a dark note, you know, you, you we're nobody's guaranteed time. But I mean, I can, I feel like I can relate to it in the sense of weddings. So like two years ago, I hit that like peak in wedding invites where it was like an entire summer was a wedding every other weekend. And it, again, yeah. like the weddings were all across the country and that's not cheap. And also it's like you have no weekends in summer to yourself. It's like predetermined by everyone else's getting married. So it kind of got to the point where Sam and I were like, okay, we need to start being selective of these weddings because we'd go to a wedding and we'd be like, why are we here? We don't know anyone. We haven't talked to the person who's getting married in like 10 years. Like, yeah, I don't know. So it's like, you have to kind of check in with yourself. Like, okay. Yes. It's like a nice thing to do, especially if you've gotten invited, but at the same time, you can't just pause your life for an invitation, I guess. I mean, we need that meme for us, I think, of the mean girls, Gretchen Wieners, that <laughs> I can't help it that I'm so popular. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but, uh, well, on that note, though, and something that I remind myself and I tell myself when it comes to especially weddings, but really any kind of, well, I don't want to say any kind of party. Well, but weddings, though, I think for some people, 
the more people that say no, the less money it costs them. And when I've planned a wedding and my sister's getting married now, and I, that's something that you can tell yourself and you can feel good about. Like I am saving that person two heads, so whatever that yeah. per head costs. So just think of it that way. So you can still send them a gift, right. but they'll thank you. <laughs> they'll thank you for sometimes not coming and, you know, and, same with same with birthday parties sometimes, but then sometimes if everybody does that, nobody shows up that much. Just like sad, but um, but yeah, no, there was um, you know, I know that when we created our wedding list, there was definitely like the hopes that some people wouldn't come, especially out of town. And then of course my uncle that worked American Airlines just went, you know, uh, making it rain freaking um, airline tickets on all our freaking family. And I'm like, okay, like, I cannot accommodate my place doesn't hold the same people. Um, and my mom went and rearranged the seating chart behind my back and oh. messed everything up because she thought I wouldn't notice all these extra people from Ohio just chilling at my wedding. Anyways, that's another story for another day. <laughs> so but, Okay, well, when it comes to these birthday parties and being a mommy blogger, do these kids' moms, which I'm assuming a lot of them are probably your friends, and then I guess Dexter's friends' moms, too, do they expect you to, like, document their kids' party for you or, like, you to help set it up or get it arranged? Do they ha Do they ever ask you for that? No, not really. Um, I, I have, though, gotten people kind of make comments as if they were like offended that like if I didn't snap or Instagram a photo from their party, because I do love parties and I like right. to take pictures. But there there was like one, I think my phone had died or something and everybody like commented and they're like, you didn't take any pictures of her party and she kind of got her feelings hurt. And I was like, and it's so funny that they would say that because, and this is a long time ago, it was just interesting because I have some groups of friends, mom friends, and we are gramming all day long. We are the yeah. mama Rossies, like you've never seen, <laughs> and we'll, we'll take each other's pictures, and like, we know, like, we're taking photos, yeah. and it's fine, and we're, we're all into it, we all like it, and maybe it's a stay-at-home mom thing, because that's kind of your way of connecting sometimes, mm -hmm. so you're always in the gram, all day, every day. <laughs> um, but then I have like another group of friends and they, they work and they're not really about that life. And um, it's funny because I sometimes I'll feel awkward taking photos and stuff like they're kind of staring at me. And then that was the group that commented that I didn't post a photo of their kid's party. And I was like, well, maybe take a dang picture and don't, you know, <laughs> complain about it. It's funny. I, like I just, this right. group of friends sometimes like they're like, quit taking photos. And then I'll send them all and they're all happy that I, that I did right. it. it. It's exactly. really, it's really nice. Yeah. It's funny how people are like that. So, um, but I have, you know, when we have like get togethers, I will often be the one that's like expected. I feel like to host or throw a party and I've kind of had to learn to sort of put my foot down in that area too and say no to things. And if it's really just going to put me out, even though I love to do it, I kind of have to ask myself, like, why am I doing it? Is it, you know, or right. you know, do I have time? And I've just, I've, I've got so many things going on all the time. Yeah, because the okay, so beyond blogging and being Dexter's mama, you're are you still teaching those classes, those workout classes? Yeah, in fact, that you kind of caught me right in the middle of. Um, yeah, I teach twice a week. I teach kickboxing and. 
Um, it's through like a, a company. And so basically it, it makes it easy for me, but I have to learn the routine before I teach it. So once I pick one Monday, cause I teach Mondays and Fridays. So every like six Monday, so today's the day I have to sit down and go over all my music. I take my notes and I have to learn cause Dexter goes to school three days a week. Okay. So some people, you know, and I know, believe me, that is certainly a luxury that, I have one child and he's in school three days a week, but I do work. And I also, we have a really, a really like prevalent neighborhood and we have our own magazine and I'm the events coordinator for that. And I write all the articles and mm-hmm. um, coordinate all the events. So I have to do that and I have meetings with people for that. Um, but yeah, one Monday a month or every six weeks, I have to learn a routine. So I do that twice a week. Because I think a lot of times people, I mean, even I get this working from home, people kind of assume I have more free time than other people. And it's just such a misconception that just because you're working from home doesn't mean that you don't have a lot on your plate. You know, I think, I think what you have that other people don't have is uh, more flexibility yes, in some areas. I agree with that. Yeah. You know, it's like you can, you can multitask, but you know, you have to kind of stay on top of yourself that you're getting your work done. Whereas if you go to an office, you usually have somebody kind of looking over your shoulder. We worked in the same office. We both know about that. We know exactly what I'm talking about. And we also know that when you're gone, they realize, whoops, oopsie, she was yeah. actually doing a lot of stuff that we didn't yeah. think she was doing. Anyway, nope. again, another story, another time. <laughs> Noelle single handedly got our office to have headphones banned <laughs> but I also but let's also but I also single-handedly in my opinion um kept that website like going like business-wise like yeah. things didn't make it on the website I was the only one that could fix it yeah and knew how to do it for all three offices um anyways but the, the whole headphone thing was more about <laughs> being able for me to focus because of what my job entailed. And sometimes I would just put the headphones in no music to block out sounds because sometimes I really needed to focus. And then sometimes I just needed music. And, you know, we had, we had one girl that just, I don't know. She just like, just say I was like doing other things. And anyway, yeah. anyway, well, no. and bottom line our, is our boss was at our own pace. <laughs> yes. And our boss was okay with, the headphone situation. It was like someone not in our office who made the rule for us. So it was a very silly situation looking back now, like how it, it, it really was. And I, I loved our office and I just yes. adored Jen, our boss. And I just yes. learned, I really did. I learned so much from her and I really, really missed her. And mm-hmm. I really loved that job in general, but yeah, just that's just like so much. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. I mean, it kind of took like a weird turn right there at the end, but yeah. I do feel, I felt very validated after the fact, like in the, in it, I was kind of like sad and not myself, but after having left, I had like at least three people call me at my new job to help them and ask them. And, you know, people were like, oh my gosh, we didn't realize how much you did. So even though at the time I was sad, mm-hmm. like hindsight coming full circle, I was like, wow, I'm glad that I actually did make an impact and it took me leaving for people to see it and recognize it but at least they did (laughs) yeah did you feel any like 
frustration even after the fact like looking back now are you like kind of just like forgive and move on or is there anything that's still kind of like that is so frustrating that I can't be appreciated in the moment until like it's no well I mean I I guess so but sometimes sometimes it's just like that you know and it really didn't I, I you know I don't think that that I love that job at that time for me, but I genuinely didn't feel like even if I was loving it, loving the people around me, I don't know that that would have been the path for me mm-hmm. or what I wanted to do. I just don't think that job offered like it was it was really hard to kind of break away from it and to get into what I wanted to do in that business, mm-hmm. even though I loved it. Um, I think I think part of why that happened to me was sort of life kind of telling me what to do and sort of turning up the volume. And I kind of felt like every time I was making like progress and really trying to kind of fit this like round peg into a square hole, life just wasn't letting me in. It's just because that wasn't where I was meant to be, I think. Right. And I think that's such a good point because um, kind of in that last period of time that we were in that office, really anyone, because the company shifted so much, but you started to try to fit the mold that some coworkers wanted you to be. And I could mm-hmm. see how like, it wasn't you. And it just, yeah. but you were trying so hard because like that's your job, like your job. You like want to be like, a good employee but I mean you're right you at the end of the day you just can't force being someone who you're not right and and you could t- I mean and it was funny because I did I, I really tried but it wasn't even like well I guess that community that, of work that we were in the, the fashion business mm-hmm. and buying and it was a very high-end store and mm-hmm. very coveted positions I felt like even mm-hmm. though we didn't get like paid a lot of money. I think the job was fun. And if you're passionate about fashion, it was a great place to be. But yeah, that culture kind of was breeding and grooming a certain kind of person. And I am just not the type of person that's going to laugh at a joke just because my boss laughed at it. If I don't think it's funny, I don't think it's funny. And luckily our boss in our office, I got the feeling she was very independent Mm -hmm. and wanted us to be ourselves and encouraged that, which I loved. But a lot of people in that business, I felt like weren't in, I just, I, I, at the end of the day, I have to respect myself. And that just yeah. wasn't me. And, you know, I think you could sort of tell, and I think our offices could tell also when I was doing something that I genuinely was passionate about, yeah. I was good at it. Oh, and yeah. I would go at it a hundred percent, but it was when it was something, and this isn't a great quality of mine, but if it was something I just genuinely didn't care about, I genuinely didn't care about it. And that's not great. No, that I'm working on that. Like, if it's, you know, I shouldn't be doing a job. But the thing was all the perks and like, I like to do all the volunteer work and all the yeah. extracurriculars and those things. And that was the stuff I wasn't getting paid for. And it wasn't my job. But man, I put a lot of passion and heart. And those always turned out so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think our bosses could see that like, okay, we know you have this potential, but just like, why aren't you doing it at your job? Right. And And I think um, you've now created that for yourself, created what it is that you do excel at and are passionate about and can get full force behind. 
Exactly. And, and I think that's just another example of, you know, life, you know, whether, you know, I know some people are more religious and maybe would say like it's God directing them or if you're more spiritual and just that kind of thing, the universe or life is kind of trying to guide you and you just kind of have to listen mm-hmm. and you'll be more successful and good things and the right things will happen for you if you let them. And I've just, I've had experiences with people that I've seen that don't listen mm-hmm. and it shuts them down. And, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of feel like going back to our fashion experience, working together, some of those people in the, that office that, you know, who we know who they are, like <laughs> maybe we're trying to be something that they're not. I don't feel like, I don't know. I feel like maybe they didn't, they didn't get the most success out of life or maybe aren't yeah. the happiest or we kind of saw them for who they really were. And it's just, I think that they're not going to be happy doing those things. You know, everybody just needs to be themselves genuinely and you'll be happier. Why do you think it's always been so easy for you to be yourself and not pretend to be someone else? Because I think that's when someone meets you, I think that's the first things that they notice about you is that you are just unapologetically you and you're going to be authentic, whether they like it or not. You know, so many different things I just I think I think early early on I remember there was a girl she went to my church and I really looked up to her and she she was a grade above me and I was going from middle school to high school and she just gave me that piece of advice um because she she had done really well her freshman year if that makes sense just Mm -hmm. gotten awards and um just been successful as a freshman which I know sounds weird but you know you can there, there's a lot of ways that can go. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of gave me that piece of advice was the best thing that she ever did was just be yourself. And so I, I was going from a middle school to a high school where I didn't know anybody. It was, it was not like the next, the next step high school. I like kind of went to a different city. Mm-hmm. And so I just did that and it actually worked out very well for me. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can just be myself and I'll have friends. And there's, I, I that's always just, I feel like worked for me and get the best results that way. And I feel, I feel like you can never be wrong when you're telling the truth, even if it's like a truth hurts kind of situation. Yeah. It's honest and it's genuine and nobody can be mad at you for that. Right. It's so true. And honestly, and I, I've told you this before, but you made such an impact on me in my early 20s because so when we worked together I was what 23 24 so you know like a little bit out of college but like my first job and navigating the Dallas dating scene which is a huge joke (laughs) and you know just being like just trying to figure out my own way and my whole life I've kind of beat to my own drum, but have had this voice in my head of like whether to like show that or not. And you made such an impact on me and like really stepping into who I am and it being okay that I do things differently. It being okay that I don't want the same things as everyone else. And even like when it comes to like outfits and I'm like this like, I'm like, I love this outfit. This feels so good on me. And then if I think this 
anyone going to think this is weird? And I'm like, what would Noelle say? Noelle would say, wear it. (laughs) And it's true. Like I think of I think about it all the time, just how valuable it was to have you as that influence in like my like early 20s. Because again, like even like, do you remember all that boy drama? Like, like, and I think a lot of that is being in your early 20s. A lot of it is being in Dallas. So anyone who's tuning in from Dallas knows what we're talking about. But yeah, yeah, like I, I will forever know that you're the person who was like, just do you. Oh, well, thanks. I mean, that, that's exactly like any kind of like message that I would any, want anyone to take away. Because if you were to ask me, what did Monica take away from meeting me? It would be like, this is what not to do <laughs> in a workplace <laughs> environment. Um, probably. And I'm sure you probably took that too. Um, like not taking naps. <laughs> not to, yeah. Just, oh gosh. Just, you know, I mean, you could tell, you could tell though, right? Like yeah. when I wanted to do me, I did and and maybe part of that was, again, I wouldn't like advertise that all the way. I think part of that was, um, I just was very lucky and, you know, my husband was the kind of the provider. So, and I've always kind of been in that, you know, when I was younger and I waited tables, like if I didn't feel like going to that table, I'd give them all away. And maybe that was just because I wasn't ever in the position where I just was like super money hungry. And I've never been that way. I've always been a volunteer, give what you can give, give, give. And I've kind of found for me that when I just you know, give to others, even if it seems like I don't always have the means right away, or I'm just genuine and authentic and just give life provides. It yes. really does. And it always has. It's yes. so true. Oh my gosh. It absolutely is. And I've seen it even in business when you mm-hmm. just show up to genuinely help someone that's when the clients show up. It's not mm-hmm. about like pushing, 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 and like, asking for sales it's about just showing up authentically and like providing value and the universe will reflect it right back to you I really believe that it will I mean it's so funny like all the different jobs that I held at um our previous place of work um you know has different lots of different positions from the store all the way to buying and it was so funny because I felt like most of those people would be like, no, we wouldn't hire her again, but we, or may, I don't know, but they were like, but we loved having her and we love her. And like, I still have relationships with all of those people that I was positive, like wanted to fire me, which I don't know why they didn't, but um, <laughs> they, they, I feel like they always tell me that, that like, that was the one thing they took away was just that I was always myself. And so that does benefit me in what I'm doing now maybe just a professional workplace environment was not the place for me. And I think maybe life was kind of trying to tell me that. And mm-hmm. I went, I went to another, a competitor, because I thought maybe that was the right place for me. And like knowing that it was very unstable in its mm-hmm. business place, I went anyways. And it kind of, in a different way, that volume I was talking about of life trying to tell me, you know, this is not your path got turned up even more so to the point where I, along with my whole like division ended up getting, you know, laid off and let go, which that same week I found out I was pregnant. 
Right. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. And that was never something I wanted. That was not my plan. That is not me. I am not a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. I was I was like, I'm not even a mom. Who is going to give me a child? That is a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> but, but that is what happened. And you know what? That was the best thing that ever happened. And that was exactly where I needed to be. And although I do like working, Mm-hmm. And I do like staying busy. I think that, like I said, that traditional form of just in that office environment and not, you know, kind of being told what to do. If it's something I'm not passionate about, just wasn't, it's just not for me. Yeah. And I think we're really lucky in that we live in a time where we can create our own paths. There's a lot more opportunity that we can do than maybe 20 years ago where you might really felt like that is the only thing that you can do is be in an office and be in a cubicle. Whereas like today in 2018, it's like, if you're willing to do the work, you can create whatever it is that you're passionate. Oh yeah. I saw an event. Well, you know, now with social media, there's always events constant. Like there's always something and it's usually something weird. Like the other day I did goat yoga. I mean, who, oh, I, know. I don't know <laughs> yeah well it's just like it's like literally going to yoga and don't jump on top of you while you do it and people pay money to do this I right. was one of these people <laughs> and, but it's like things you know it's things like that and um you and they've made a business out of it and it also kind of gives back and I always told my husband um when we were dating that my dream job would be to be like a volunteer of some sort and to just mm-hmm. do philanthropy work. Mm-hmm. And he kind of thought he, he's a very business oriented person and he's very successful and he, um, but his passion is being successful. That's what he's passionate about. And so luckily, thankful for me, um, that, that works out, you know, and he kind of sometimes doesn't understand like, why are you going to do all of this work? just to give back but that's what's important to me and I like I said I've found life does provide and I just I do what I'm passionate about and I feel like what I do is my version of giving back right now because for now you know I've only been doing this blogging for about a year and a half and it's still because because I've chosen it this way but still kind of a hobby for me mm-hmm. but it is I feel like I'm contributing, I'm contributing to our household, to our child, you know, as a mom and to the community um, in that just kind of, you know, all the different activities that we do and there's different elements of it. And, you know, if I wanted to take it further, I absolutely could, you know, but I'm still, I have a two-year-old, I'm still kind of growing my family. And so I'm able to kind of keep it where I want to keep it for now. Right. What advice do you have someone who maybe is where you were at when you kind of felt like you were in a job that just was not aligned with who you are. What would you say to someone who's just scared to take the next step, even if like the universe is turning up the noise on that and making it so obvious, but they're just scared? You know, it is, it is really scary. And I would, I honestly, I don't think I would have ever done it had I not been basically forced to do it. Mm. And I, I guess it depends on the position that you're in, but I think, I think maybe just taking some time for yourself 
and figuring out kind of what direction you want to go. I think once you are motivated and you have a clear direction, I think maybe that transition of leaving whatever current situation you're in, but you might have to put in some extra work right there initially to kind of, to kind of get yourself off the ground and to kind of put yourself in the direction that you want to go. But I say, I mean, I don't know. I say before you completely cut ties, yeah, put in that extra work, that extra time, stay up late nights, but get yourself excited. And then, you know, when you feel just a little bit comfortable, I would say take take the leap of faith. I've seen lots of people do that and they, um, you know, save a little bit and then they just, they leave and they kind of see where life takes them. And I've seen that happen with so many people and they always end up where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But it's really hard to... I think find that next step when your time is being occupied. And also I think it kind of brings you down. Yeah. I was really becoming, I was becoming a person. I'm sure you could see, and Daniel could, my husband, that I was not myself and I was becoming almost depressed and sad. Yeah. And this is, this is one short life, you know, and you got to do, you got to try. I think you have to make the attempt. Yeah. It's like you owe it to yourself to just try and know that it's scary and know that everyone else who's been through it was scared. It's not like you were just like, Oh, all right. On to the next, you know, like it is scary and it doesn't happen overnight. But -hmm. when you were trying to figure out, okay, should I go this blogging route? Were you ever worried about sharing your life as a mom so publicly? I wasn't. No, I I wasn't worried about it initially. It really didn't cross my mind. I have, though, had to be more cautious as time goes on. And that's just part of like growing and learning. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I'm very, very open book. I'm not shy. I love a good camera. I, I, like to be, I like the camera to be on me. I'm no stranger to posing for, if I see a camera, I like hit a pose automatically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no stranger to that. So, and, and it's fun. And I think it's a creative outlet. And I especially think for stay at home moms, you know, I make an effort to really, really get out, but especially when you have a newborn and you can't, or, you know, for whatever reason, maybe you can't get out there all the time. It's a way that you can connect with other moms. Right. That's so important to have that adult connection, not just to your husband every day because they don't know what you're doing. They can't relate. I've tried to have like, oh, he's not taking a nap. And Daniel, he, we'll just let him cry it out. He doesn't know. <laughs> so you have this, you just, you're, you know, you're able to share experiences and in different ways and, you know, get ideas. And um, for me, it's encouraging other moms to just get, get up and go yeah, and give them ideas. And, you know, that's evolved into many different things like um, creating my own play dates and inviting moms that might be new to the area or don't know anybody to come and join us and make new friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, doing what I do now has just basically been able to allow me to take all of my passions and, you know, put them into one vehicle and kind of do whatever I want with it. But I'm, I'm able to just do any, everything I'm passionate about. And yes, there is some work involved and I have to set aside some time to do it. But the nice thing about it, like I said, for me, keeping it kind of at that hobby level for me is I can 
do it when I want to do it, when I feel inspired and when it means something and when it starts to become, I feel like I have to get content out or I have to push it. It's just not genuine. Yeah. And I, it, it takes away like the, the fun element of it and, you know, why I started doing it. And I have to also kind of remind myself sometimes like with lots of creative jobs, especially we see um, like music artists or actors, you know, you'll see them and they'll be out and about and doing interviews and making movies and you'll, you'll see them. And then all of a sudden they're just kind of gone mm-hmm. and you see that all the time and then they'll reemerge. And I'm like, okay, I think that's fine. Like that's part of being in a creative business is you kind of have to like recluse a little bit mm-hmm. and refocus. And if you need to take that time, then, then do it. And lots of people do that. And, um, you know, yes, sometimes I find that my engagement goes down and things change, but I have to remind myself, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, like likes and followers and it just, it doesn't. And I I find that I don't all like, especially, you know, Instagram's changed and nobody's Mm -hmm. getting as many likes. I mean, (laughs) you know what? On a separate note, I just wish that Instagram would like maybe get rid of the showing everybody the likes. Don't you think? Yeah. I, you know what? Yes. I actually think that that's an interesting point because I actually sent out an email yesterday about why I don't stress out about the algorithm changes because like, Mm -hmm. are we, why are we all getting so caught up in these algorithm changes? Like the people who are meant to be in your space are going to be there and they're going to connect with you because they like you and they'll be around. But like, why do you want like Fred from Connecticut to follow you, you know? And it's because you just want that number. But what does that number even mean? Nothing. It's just, it's just another way to like definitively compare yourself to somebody else. And it can really, I've seen moms, man, it can put them in a dark place and, Oh man, I, I've seen really scary things um, where moms are constantly on their phones, like at the park. Mm-hmm. And um, it scares me because this is just a little PSA for parents. <laughs> Don't do that because predators prey, again, taking a dark turn, predators <laughs> prey on those parents that they see are not paying attention to their kids because they're on their phone and they will snatch up your kids. So listen to me, parents. Don't be on your phone in a public place, <laughs> like or especially oh I gosh, see it at the yeah. pool. Oh my gosh, it's terrifying. And anyways, I won't go down that road. Um, but yeah, I think if Instagram, I think if you could still like someone's photos, so that maybe that person that posted it could see. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it needs to be shared with everybody. I think that would make such such a difference. Yeah. In how people view it, because it's like you just why do you need to see how many other people like it? Like, I don't know the point of that. Like if you, if you like it, then just, just enjoy the, enjoy it and keep on scrolling keep on moving with your life. Right. I think people have gotten so caught up in it and it's just, here's the thing. Like I don't have 200,000 followers, but I still have income coming in because I focus on, putting value out there and helping people on an individual level. And Mm -hmm. like that works for me because I, I made a decision a year ago, year and a half ago that I didn't want to be stressed out on a daily basis about my following. Because again, like 
the people who have like 200,000 followers who are like fashion bloggers, if you look mm-hmm. who's following, like a lot of those people are not like 20 something women who need inspiration on how to wear something to work, <laughs> you know? Right, right. And like, I'm, I just think like if you can focus on your purpose and your why, then yeah. the right people will come into your audience. Well, and also in being in like the blogging space, um, I've, you know, met and become friends with lots of different bloggers and some of them are mom bloggers, which is a totally different thing than the fashion bloggers. Right. Yeah. And some of my friends are fashion bloggers and they are successful. And some of them have kind of gotten out of it. These are fashion bloggers who are also moms, by the way. And okay. it is a full time job and it's I feel like it was taking a toll on their kids and their family. And mm-hmm. um maybe when you're younger, maybe that kind of is your focus. But once you have kids and you kind of start to realize where your priorities are and what's different. It's not, but, but in meeting some of these moms, you know, and I've kind of thought about going in that direction. I've had them ask me like, you know, you love posing and you love fashion and why don't, why aren't you a fashion blogger? Or why aren't you doing this or the like to know it and all these, and I, I have, man, I have thought about it back and forth. And just at the end of the day, I always try to say, okay, why am I doing this? And it is, it is to go more in that philanthropic, I guess, format, so to speak. It's it's not about a business for me. Mm-hmm. That, like I said from the beginning, from my entire any kind of job I've had, I've never been. Which just sounds really dumb. I've never been concerned with making money. My very first job, Baskin Robbins, I didn't cash six months worth of paychecks. Oh, I put them in a box. Yeah, yeah. And, and my boss was like, "Why? why? Okay, <laughs> I don't understand. Like you're throwing off my bank account because you're not cashing your checks." And I'm like, "No, I'm saving it. I'm putting it in a box." I was 15, by the way, and um, <laughs> he just looked at me baffled, and he's like, okay, why are you working? I'm like, I just like working. I just like scooping ice cream, handing it out, like, and that was the truth, and it was the weirdest thing, I guess, because maybe I was fortunate enough to never, like, be in a position where I, like, it was like a ride or die, like, I have to work, mm-hmm. but, and it wasn't like my family was, like, super wealthy or anything like that, but maybe just because I was just genuinely happy and doing something I enjoyed, and life just kind of unfolded itself and gave me what I needed. And, but yeah, I've always sort of had that mindset of making, just making bukus of money for me just was never a priority, but mm-hmm. I've always, but yet I've always been successful and I have a nice life and I have a lot of, you know, nice things. Um, but just never, that's never been a focus. I think I've just attracted opportunities by saying yes to things and being passionate and just being myself yeah and cultivating that community like you said like bringing in um new moms to the city and just focusing on that rather than making commission off of a t-shirt which for some people like that's how they make their income so that's like very important to them but that's not going to be the fulfilling route for you and right it wasn't for me and and also you know I thought well I can still do what I do but maybe I need like a professional photographer and not that that I couldn't do that I have like I have a lot of friends that do that and their your sister could as well. yeah your sister yeah, well photographer. she is a great photographer but she's kind of taken a back seat she, oh, and, and I okay. think for her it hasn't been as high of a passion but I've got some mom friends 
that want to get their business going. And, you know, I've talked about doing something like that, but I, the feedback that I get from moms that I don't even know that have written me and saying that they love, they just love watching our life. And part of that is because they can tell, even though I think I take good, interesting photos, I make sure they are not all professional quality. And I do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a little bit of strategy there, but they like that they can see it's just a real photo and it's just my day-to-day life. Now it's not just, uh, you know, I make sure the lighting is still good and the um, composition and I do take into account. I was an art major. It's not just like a crap, you know, picture of my right. kids sitting in the corner just playing with a block. You know? <laughs> but, but it is a picture that I took and it's just, it's real life. And I think the feedback that I've gotten is that that means more to people and it's more relatable and it resonates. And the truth is that really is who I am. And that's authentically me. Now I do sometimes do little photo shoots here and there because that's me too. I like to take photo shoots. Yeah. Um, And I think that, and people can tell the difference in that too. And I think that's something that I I get the feedback that people like that. I'm just kind of out there and if I want to strike a pose, I strike a pose and there's no shame in my game. <laughs> it's true. And I, but but people, I've always, you know, and I think another thing, going back to your first question, one thing for me that kind of helped me just be myself was when I was in college, I was like super hideous. No. Well, I really was. I had, I had a really, I had a really bad skin problem. I really did. It was really, really bad. And, um, I think that, but I was in a sorority and I rushed and I was still very active and did all these extracurriculars, but I just like didn't have, you know, cute looks to rely on. Like a lot of my sorority sisters, a lot of my friends did. I just had to kind of dig down and find my personality because that's all I had. I know that sounds like so sad, but I think it really kind of also helped kind of make me who I am because I realized that people are going to like me no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's not about what I'm wearing or what I look like or anything like that. And and then once I accepted that about myself and found my husband that just appreciated and loved me for me, my skin got better. So what does that yeah. tell you? You know, again, that's that's life just sort of pointing you in the direction and helping kind of guide who you genuinely are. But that that helped a lot. And it was just interesting that when I sort of figured that out, it kind of faded away and then I got a little cuter and, but I still had, I still had all those memories and I still right. remembered how important it is to still be yourself no matter right. what. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what has been the, one of the most amazing experiences that you've had as a mommy blogger? Oh, the most amazing experience. Or some top three experiences. Like, would it be yoga with the goats? <laughs> no. No, I, honestly, I think what about the most. Dexter swim classes. I think that. Yeah. I've well, seen like, I know. his swim progression. It's crazy. Like, he was just like this tiny little thing in the water. And now he's like. I know. It's crazy. He's a big boy. Well, yeah, I know that, you know, that's also been a perk of blogging is um, we are able to get, because swim classes are not cheap. And so we're able to get them for free because I do blogging for them and some promotion. And I just talk about them and document our our progress. And 
yeah, that's been really a great gift, honestly, because it's something that I would do anyways. I would probably post all that stuff, but mm-hmm. I just post a little bit of extra information. So, I mean, I feel like I'm not, you know, some MLM marketing person that's just hawking some products. Like mm-hmm. it's something that I, like I said, would do anyways. We started it, started going there before um, they even offered me that perk. And I was, so I was doing it anyways. And um, they said, yeah, if you want to do, you know, I, you know, I have to make sure I do a certain amount of posts, but they're all reflective of my personality and told from my point of view and and they just truly document his swim progression so we get uh, free swim classes so that has been really wonderful we also get to I think I think that impact that when I get feedback of impact that I have on people you know and not that I feel like that I feel like that sounds really like self righteous or something when I say that no, it's important to like, like, no, just know and share like how other people have been affected because like it makes other people, even the people who like reach out to you and say, Hey, you really made an impact. Knowing that you also made an impact for someone else makes them feel less alone in that they needed you. So yeah, I- well, I mean, and, and it all, it's, it's always, such um I think okay so the top three I think it's such so the number two I would go with it's just it's a really nice compliment when I'm just out and about and it's my sister makes fun of me because I feel like she's oftentimes with me when this happens but I'll have people come up and say are you uptown mom and um she just rolls her eyes because she's always the one (laughs) taking the pictures and she's like you're so stupid but they're like oh we follow you and you know we we went here we went there and we loved it and you know, because what my blog is, is we'll go to try a place out. And I know how apprehensive moms can be. It's a lot of work sometimes. And you don't know if something's going to be worth it or what to expect. And so my blog is writing about what, what it was like or review it or what to expect, what to know, tips before you go, things like that. And then my Instagram is kind of just our day to day, but you can sort of see in real time what, what the places are like. And, you know, it's nice. Like where I had, I had a mom at the museum come up to me. It was actually the grandma. And she said, she kept staring at me and she she said, are you uptown mom? And she said, well, I don't follow you, but my daughter does over there. And she's too nervous to come up and say hi. And it's it's interesting because I'll get that sometimes when I go to these kids places and I kind of get side-eyed and um, I wonder, which which makes me keep my myself in check. Sometimes <laughs> I want to, you know, be yelling at Dexter, like, get up. But sometimes you just don't know who's watching. Right. <laughs> or like Daniel, um, Daniel has been in the store and people will recognize Dexter. Uh-huh. And that kind of freaks him out a little bit. Yeah. But but it's, it's nice to, to get that, you know, people, people are following and it does help them. And, you know, what I'm doing isn't for nothing. And, you know, people people care about it mm-hmm. they do and, and so, so there's that and then I think the last one I think would be just giving being able to to volunteer at the nursing home that's like one of our main um, play dates that I organize and that's just such a good marriage of all the things that I love to do mm-hmm. and I've had so I've had the most success with that I think I have had met so many moms so many great wonderful moms and I've um, gotten moms that didn't know anybody else together to form friendships and I also feel like we're getting back and it's just um, 
that just kind of fell into place and that's been really successful. And I've been so, I feel fortunate to be able to have the time to, and the resources to do it. Right. That's amazing. I love, I'm serious. Like I don't have a kid obviously, but I still love following you and I love following your adventures and even like the mom stuff, like you'll like, what, what was it? the other day where Dexter figured out how to crawl out of his crib. And I was Uh, like, I'm invested in this now. Now I want to know what you do next. Do you lock the door? What do you do? Did you figure it out? (laughs) Well, you know, that's okay. Well, that's interesting. I'm like, do you people care? But I did, I did get a ton of response and I got some weird stuff. I got, you know, put a net over his crib. So I got, I got some, I got some things that, you know, we tried and because of like, we have custom doors, like we couldn't put this certain thing on. Um, but yeah, we, we haven't quite come to a decision just yet, but I'm glad to know Yeah, you never know like what people care about and what they don't. And it's interesting, but, um, yeah. And I had a guy at a wedding, a dude at a wedding. He doesn't have any kids. And he's like, yeah, I read your blog and I follow it. And I'm like, okay, that's just weird. Like that's kind of strange. But well, but that has the, I know you asked earlier a downside of uh-huh. the blogging and it wasn't something that I initially had taken into consideration, but as, like I said, as I've gone on and learned, um, one of the things I've had to be aware of is safety, um, for, for my child and for other people's children too. Like I try not to post, you know, too much of, especially like with the swim classes, because it is a regular like standing class at the same location. Mm-hmm. I have to be careful. And especially when we go to the nursing home, um, I actually had an incident. I used to post where we would be in the time and the date and I'd say, come meet us. And I had to stop doing that because I felt like I was getting some strange people, like people that didn't have kids. And then I found out they were kind of more maybe, I don't know, not stalking is the right word, but like, other other moms and other kids and they were kind of following them and I just for the safety of the nursing home and the moms and the kids I kind of had to stop doing that and so now it hasn't been able to grow like I want it to because I have to individually message people and I have to keep the groups small and contained and so that has been a bit of it a challenge and a downside and it's it's unfortunate but you know you have to kind of safety first on that one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's yeah. one of those things you don't really think about because I mean, at first now it's like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. But I feel right. like in hindsight, 2020, it's like, well, duh. <laughs> but yeah, like right. even for me, like I think about like, sometimes I just don't post where I went until like three days later, just cause I'm like, I don't know. I just, you just, I don't know. You just never know. But not to get, like, super creepy and scary on this, but, yeah, safety first, absolutely, especially when there's kids involved. Yeah, when there's kids involved and other parents, and, and yeah, like, I think there was a picture that I posted of, it was the date for a volunteer event, and I was like, here is, I posted a picture of my friend from previous event and her little girl, and they were having the sweetest moment with one of the nursing home residents, and it was the best picture. Well it was like somebody that was kind of maybe like stalking her, like newer from like old time or something was like asking if they could come and have kids. 
and I just got like a weird gut vibe and a gut feeling. I was like, no, no, I don't think so. And just, and then I felt bad for my friend and I was like, oh my gosh, I posted a picture of like you and your kid. And even though she's on my Instagram all the time, just posting like where they were going to be, what we were going to be doing. And I, I felt horrible and I took it down and, um, you know, that was kind of a lesson for me to learn. Mm-hmm. But so. I mean, that's just one small piece of, again, like all the good that's coming from it, bringing in like this community of moms together, creating new friendships, encouraging people to get out of the house. I think we could mm-hmm. all, whether we have kids or not, could get out of the house a lot more often. Yeah. I mean, and it's, oh gosh, it's so, when you have kids, man, I have, I've had to sort of distance, I think, from some of my friends. And I think, I think it's important to, to recognize that some friends will serve a purpose and then some you can kind of go, okay, you're in this part of my life. And, you know, we weren't really on the same page anymore. A lot of our friends are homebodies. So we've kind of had to branch out, Mm -hmm. make new parent friends that have kids that are same kid's age and, they, we have the same things in common. Like we do like to leave our kids at home and go to date night sometimes because that's important to us or we get our kids together or um, just finding like the same kind of common ground is important. And it's like, if you're people that you're surrounded by currently aren't really giving you what you need, what you need, then don't be afraid to get out there. And I kind of had to put in that work. Like I had to find some new groups of people and I have to make the effort to get out there and make sure like I, you know, I wasn't necessarily in this one group because they already had that formed. I mean, now we're like really good friends, but, and, and it's great. We love hanging out with them and it works and it makes sense for our lifestyles. But we were kind of, I felt like being a little bit brought down, Daniel mm-hmm. and I, by some of our current um, situations. Yeah. And yeah. And not that, not that we don't still like love all those people dearly and right. our lives, but I think it's important to just, not be afraid to get outside your comfort zone, outside your bubble, if that's what you need. Yeah. I think you're so right. And that's just a huge reminder again, like as we're, as we're growing and getting older, there's going to be these different life phases and just you get to decide where you're going to take that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just, so like, I think that's kind of the, I don't know, we kind of keep coming back to that, just being your genuine self. Like there's really nothing better you can do. And like, that's kind of the starting point for all of it. And just kind of start there and you kind of have to just open your eyes a little bit and sort of just see the direction life points you and kind of be a little bit open and being vulnerable and being scared. Yeah. And it, it will happen for you. We we don't know what it is yet, but it will. I love that. I love that. Okay. So I have two last questions for you. And these are just fun questions that I love hearing about. So the first one is what is your favorite lifestyle hack? Lifestyle hack. Okay. Before I answer this, let me just, your definition of a lifestyle hack is like a tip trick, something that makes your day a little bit easier that someone might not be doing. Well, okay. I don't, okay. This is what I do to make my life just more enjoyable and more tolerable Mm because I get really high anxiety and high stress. And 
Um, most people may not find this a hack. They might think that I'm crazy and that I'm being not easy on myself, but I keep my house and my car and my life completely spotless at all times, mm-hmm. which I'd be like, okay, wait, you have a toddler that it's not possible. It makes sense. But it's true. It's true. It's just, you know, and I noticed like my husband, he's not that way. Like for him, relaxing is literally just like sitting down and like letting my kids like tear the house apart around him. And that's him. Mm-hmm. That's relaxing. Um, but to me, I feel like I just kind of pick up a little bit as I go. And so one rule I have is just every single night I go to bed, my house is clean every single night. And I think what that does for me is helps me start my day. So every morning when I wake up and go into the living room, my house is clean and it's a great start to the day. And I think that when you wake up, if there's like clutter and a mess, like how is that starting your day off in a good way? It's just, it's just like a negative energy. And so that's one thing that I do and I have done for as long as I can remember. Some people may find that obnoxious and annoying, but if you just try it, I promise you, it. you wake up and you start your day on a positive note, positive attitude. And I also try to do that before I leave the house. So when I come home, probably from some kind of chaotic toddler activity, because even though I love them, it's crazy. You come <laughs> home and your house, your house is a place of like zen and relaxation. You know, I think that's really an important thing to do for yourself. I love that. It's so true. It can just, I mean, clutter really does clutter your mind. So I love it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So then my last question, which kind of relates is what's your morning routine? Well, um, it's funny because I listened to your other podcast, which was really great by the way. And I I heard your, I heard your friend and she was saying, oh, she makes her water and does meditation Mm -hmm. and yoga. And I'm like, huh. That's cute. That's nice. That's nice. Um, no, my mine is like literally the exact opposite of that. Um, but I mean, I do. It is nice. Like I said, I wake up and I do have a very clean slate to start, which is great. And I get Dexter up, mm-hmm. and I like to I like to light the fire, even if it's a hundred degrees outside. I just oh. like it. Yeah. And that. Yeah, I do. It's and um, we got it installed last year, and ever since then, I've loved it. So put the fire on and I'll get him kind of situated with like a little show, um, mm-hmm. which I think is fine because I keep him busy during the day. So 30 minutes. So I get him busy or get him settled with his breakfast. And then that's when I kind of go get dressed and I do it very quickly. Throw on some workout clothes and maybe some moisturizer and I just kind of go and then make his lunch and I either we'll take him to school or we'll go for an activity during the day. So nice. I like that's going to how we start. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing, honestly, like nothing crazy. I wish I could say do more for myself, but yeah, I think, I think that one thing that I could say do for myself that really starts off my morning every single day, waking up to a clean house. Like there's really nothing better you can do for yourself. I think you're right. I love that. And if you do it every single day, you shouldn't, it it shouldn't be hard. Like, yeah put away a few things, you know, cause you do it every day. Exactly. Doable. It doesn't have to be this like three hour long process every day. No. 
Okay. No, no, no. And, you know, I'll, I'll vacuum from time to time because I enjoy it. And yeah, I do. We have a, a little playroom and that doesn't have to be perfect all the time. I'll just kind of shut the door mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, because that's a playroom, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, I mean, you'd be, people are shocked. They'll come over at any point in the day. My house is always ready. It's always clean. And that's just something that is a decent, some people it's like, isn't that stressful to keep it so clean? And I'm like, no, that's how I maintain my sanity. Right. I think. Yeah. Well, where can everyone find you on Instagram, your website? Where can they find you? Um, I think the best way to find me is through Instagram at Uptown Mom Dallas. At Uptown Mom underscore Dallas is my Instagram handle. And um, you can find me um, at Uptown Mom at WordPress.com. Or I'm always posting new articles and new links just directly through my Instagram. So you can just go directly through that. And I would say that's where you're going to get the most action. Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Noelle, for joining me today. It's been so much fun to catch up and just hear about everything that you've been up to and really how it ties back to your journey, your career path. Well, thanks. It's been so fun catching up. We have to do it more often. I know. It's true. It's true. All right. Thanks again, Noelle. Thanks, Monica. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.